On today's Daily Charge Supercharged Edition, how does the Apple Watch stack up against the Samsung Gear? What about Garmin? What would Google have to do in order to make the theoretical Pixel Watch stack up against the Apple Watch? And what does the future hold for wearables? Could we see more alternative energy charging sources like solar or kinetics? Okay, uh, from W Blades, can we talk about something other than the Apple Watch and Apple products? I'm kind of with you there, buddy. Uh, oh, yeah. How does Samsung Gear uh, watch rate in comparison? Good Ooh. question. And yeah, I mean, we're we're in the Apple product release week, so bear with us. We're yeah. we're you know we, we, we're getting through it. Um, <laughs> Samsung Gear. Well, Gear is the older name. You mean like the Galaxy Watch, the new ones? I assume the Galaxy Watch Active, Galaxy Watch Active Two. So Galaxy Watch Active Two. I'm looking forward to reviewing. We, that's coming at the end of the month, like September 27th. Uh, Galaxy Watch Active is really good. You know, I think Samsung's been uh, right there in terms of uh, leading the pack on hard. Hardware, uh, matching Apple for a lot of stuff, pushing forward in things like sleep tracking, which Apple still lacks. It had the always on display already. Uh, I think that touch bezel is really cool. I think it's, um, I really like that addition. Um, the one thing about Samsung is that just because of the nature that they're riding a little outside of Android with Tizen, um, they're getting better, but it's still an awkward mix as far as the integration with the phone. Apple has the advantage of it of it all hooking in more seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Google has not gotten Wear OS together to the way that I'd like it to be. Samsung's done a lot better with hardware and software. But, you know, also like the ECG feature is going to be on the two, but it's not going to be, it's not FDA cleared yet. So we don't know the time frame for that. And then again, using that in the app and how that out plays out. But Samsung's very interesting to watch with that. They have a lot of health aspirations. So I think that's a great one to get and it costs less. That was a long answer. That's thorough. Yeah. <laughs> As always, Scott, Bring impressed with your, with your thoroughness. Yeah. Uh, Eric says, my main issue with any smartwatch is do you have to charge it every day? I believe that's a rhetorical question. My current Garmin is good for about three-ish days. So how is it going to track your sleep if you've got to charge it every night? You're right. It won't. And that's the biggest uh, outlying problem. It's what makes me think of the watch still as very, very good, but not something that's a must have as far as that's true for a lot of smartwatches because of the reliance on having an iPhone. Also, battery life. I want to see it get to three, four five days. Um, It's not an unreasonable request if Apple figures that out. That's how you get to sleep tracking. Apple was quiet on sleep tracking. The response from Apple is always, well, there's an app for that, which is true, but that's not going to be fun. And it's not going to, you still have to figure out a way to charge it. So they go hand in hand. I would think that the next Apple Watch at the next event, if, well, if they don't figure out battery life and sleep tracking, I think it's a real letdown and I think it's a step backward. But I think they're going to figure that out for the next Can one. Can I they throw have to. in a question that kind of yeah. like puts this point about, um, what is are are we are we picking on them for sleep tracking just because it's something on the checkbox that others have and they don't have or what can this really change my life because I know if I got sleep or I didn't get sleep of course I'm coming from this as someone who has a newborn at home I'm not getting sleep and I don't need a watch to tell me if my sleep was good or not so is this really changing my life if I do this no it's a good point and it's not the sleep tracking I care as much about it it's battery life and it's just for the convenience of like I'm I do not believe in having yet another device to charge every single day okay yeah. if I can help it especially if it uses its own proprietary charger because Apple also did not introduce any rear phone charging for right. the watch which Sounds gimmicky, but if you were low on battery life, you could then put the watch on your 
on your phone, which is great. Mm -hmm. That's a side note. But yeah, sleep tracking, I've used Fitbit's sleep score feature, which is in the new one um, and the new app. I find it's better as a sleep logger. What I think is interesting is it is part of the health picture. And so the reminder, it's more like the reminder to be like, by the way, you should care more about about going to bed. Well, it's like economics. Yeah, it's like it's like you don't re- I don't realize how much I spend. You don't realize it's not even the quality of sleep. It's realizing it, it keeps you honest about how few hours you're sleeping where it's like, oh, yeah, I got seven hours of sleep. No, you went to bed for five hours total. Who knows how the sweet sleep? You know, it's like what, I, I, I went to bed at midnight. No, you went to bed at one twenty. You know, mm-hmm. like, I think that's the thing I like about Keeping it. Keeping you honest with yourself. Yeah, okay. it keeps you like setting a better bedtime. It's not perfect, but I've used a lot of things with sleep tracking and I do like the feature. I like sleeping with a watch. I have a permanent tan line, but like not everyone <laughs> does. That's like a big Scott, big you have several permanent tan lines you're kind of like doc brown you always have like several watches on your wrist that's what i'm saying i've seen scott walk around with no less than three watches at a time before but i've i've worn an impressive tan line ladies and gentlemen it's not just that my my wrist is partially atrophied this is like from when i was 12 this is like an abnormal problem i have like this is sad my wrist is different on this hand than this hand but this is because i've worn a watch all my life um that's like, I'm glad you're going outside to get that tan line as a tech reviewer. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. That's no, good. It's, it's, pale. it's healthy. It's how pale and sickly this is. But that's pre-smartwatch. Um, so I would prefer to sleep Pebble, Fitbit. I like sleeping with a watch because um, I like the silent alarms. That's another mm. thing that Apple can't do. Those are really cool. If you've got kids, oh, yeah. you can do that and not wake them up if you have to get up early and do stuff. And I just make it happen. Brian and Ryan are talking about sleep tracking a little more. Uh, Brian says sleep tracking is useful for about a year when you learn uh, when you need to learn how you sleep. Uh, Ryan says honestly, I look to see how much sleep I'm averaging, and it makes me realize that I should go to sleep earlier. You really don't think about it until you see how much you're getting consistently. Is sleep tracking does it is it self obsolescence? Does it is the point of it to kind of train yourself, and then eventually you really don't need the app anymore? It could be that. There's a, so that's an interesting thought is like getting a better. I've noticed when I start using uh, heart rate or other types of, of, of apps, you begin to correlate a bit and say like, well, how am I feeling when I see that heart rate? And maybe you can understand a little more how you feel and get more body aware. So I think there's something to that. Um, there's also some analytics in these, but none of them or well, very few of them are really ever health cleared. None of them on watches. No, sorry, as I burped. Um, Fitbit, there you go. Healthy. Professional podcast. There you go, professional podcast. There was a burp. I, just, I mean, you would have noticed that. So the Fitbit, what's interesting is that companies are pursuing FDA clearance for sleep. This is apparently a long cycle. Fitbit's been trying to do it for uh, looking at signs of sleep apnea, which would be great. Hmm. But they still haven't gotten cleared for that yet. But they've been undergoing a lot of sleep study uh, work. Apple notably did not announce any sleep-related health study at the event, which I thought they would have, which means that you can track when the FDA cleared stuff is coming because they have to publish the results. So it's not a secret. Like they're going to have to announce a sleep study uh, research program well ahead that it's cleared. So I think like next year they could have battery life, begin sleep tracking, announce the sleep study program. And then it might be like another year or more before you could get to, I'm just speculating, but before you get to like a cleared Mm-hmm. medical thing. So as far as analysis, I kind of discount what REM versus light versus deep means, but it can be kind of interesting. I like the sleep score thing. We're like, Oh, 76. I guess I slept 76. Like, 
Oh, 81. I think I did feel better. Sometimes I convince myself of it, but like, it's, it's interesting. Timothy says, are we past the stage where wearing an Apple watch is a fashion statement? Yeah. I think it's just a thing people wear. Um, I think it's become like, well, it's kind of like in New York city, like, well, AirPods, I think are fashion statements, but like, but also they crossed over where everybody's wearing them. And so like, you know, I don't look at someone wearing AirPods at this point and think much about it. I just go, it's another pair of wireless headphones. Like a status symbol of sorts. Yeah, I not, mean, I mean, it's, it's not, always going to be fashion. It's a little bit of a status symbol, but yeah, it's always going to be fashion because you get to pick the personality of your band and what you want. But it, it might start getting that way with always on faces where they develop, you know, maybe just like more of a look to them. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm always surprised at how many people I do see wearing them, at least in New York City. I'm sure it greatly varies, uh, or maybe it doesn't. But you also can see more people in New York City because of transit, because of walking around. Yeah. You know, you just come across more people. People yeah. just have these things on. Um, so, I don't know. I I just wouldn't spend a lot of money for one. Mm-hmm. I, the titanium and ceramic ones, to me, are crazy. So I'm glad you brought that up because we do have Jay from Jersey wants to know a little bit more about the Apple Watch finishes. He says, I really like the ceramic, but is anyone going to get the new titanium finish? And while we're at it, Michael Brown tags on, what is the new space gray aluminum color like? What makes it different? So Scott, what did you say? What do you have on you? I have the space gray aluminum. I didn't think about the new color. That's just how much I'm clearly not being attentive enough, but it's, um, it's more like black. I would say this, this feels like a, uh, one thing that's nice, at least on the finish I have, I think it's the space gray. Or uh, you know what? Yeah, we're, we're looking at it now. Kind of lame that I didn't know that, but um, you caught me. But I, I want to make sure this is not something else. It definitely. If, but it's a good basic. If you didn't know color, if you didn't know all the colors that Apple does, you would call this black. You know. Yeah, yeah. I would call it black. What I think is cool is that you get a new band, put on a watch face, you can change the look of your watch so much. It's not about the case finishes. That being said, um, we don't really do drop tests of these watches, but I mean, I know like Joe, Joe Kaminsky broke his when he dropped it. We dropped ours during the review and already got a ding on it. So you have to be careful with these. Aluminum versus steel versus titanium versus ceramic could have different, should have different durabilities to them. So there's that, but $1,200 for a ceramic Apple watch, you better really like that watch. And also these things are, going to get outdated i never spend that on any watch right. much less a tech watch so I would it, never it, so that, that that's it's a like whole other kind of gold. personality yeah i think people do crazy stuff it's like sneakers or whatever and but it's even like sneakers you could hold on to this is like electronics product that will that will age my, my, i would i don't I would know what sneakers people po- like my sneakers would get beat up like so i still yeah. want to do it there. Maybe keep, it, keep it in a box <laughs> So I saw the titanium finish. It's a it's a brushed metal. I feel like it doesn't really come off like much. Um, it's more like a brushed steel is what it looks like. But you're not paying well versus steel. You're not paying that much more. It's like six ninety nine versus seven ninety nine in the luxury market. It's already that's a a lot more than I'd want to pay for a watch. But I'm just saying that if you're already thinking about getting steel, the titanium is something you might want to peek at in a store. But it's like ceramic is. What's well interesting is, is speaking of the oh, store, just get the aluminum. They yeah. have that whole new setup with the Apple Watch, like 
like studio. It's like, I, I love your description off air. You were saying it's like build a bear for like it's adults. Totally build a bear. So like, you're going to be able to just like, it's a great idea. To, to, to like see all these bands, see all these things and just kind of a little more tactile experience, I think, and, and getting the feel for what they're like and not having them all glued down or, or protected so much. Well, and it's so smart because you may not necessarily like the case and band combinations that Apple's offering. They only have so many, let's say, and then you mm-hmm. have to spend extra for, for Apple's band. Now you get to pick the one you want, which is going to save you a bit of money versus getting that extra band. You just pick the band right off the bat, get the case. You don't have to worry about looking for a particular skew. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's cool. It's smart. Like that's what they should have. That's the whole thing about getting a watch. You should like pick yeah. it out. If you're going to live with it every day. Yeah, you want to. Build your lightsaber. <laughs> Ryan Williams wants to know, I wonder what the best smartwatch to get in the Android ecosystem is. Is it the Samsung Gear? That is a very good question. So I'll tell you right now what I think. As much as I was saying that Wear OS is, eh, there are some interesting things about Wear OS. A lot, a lot of them are similar. Um, Fossil's now making a lot of good ones. They go on sale a lot. So like a holiday pickup, it's not a crazy thought because some of them are really nicely designed. And one thing about them is they all hook in to Android and Google Assistant really nicely. So you got Google Assistant always there. It's a different thing. Um, Samsung is the best hardware. So I think that that, uh, I would get the regular Galaxy Watch active, uh, I think, because I don't think you need to necessarily pay up. We haven't reviewed the two yet. But for $200, that's a, re- a really good point to be at. It does a ton of stuff. Um, Fitbit is also interesting. Um, I think you're kind of like a, like a split decision where it's like, um, I, I like Fitbit because I think their health ecosystem is great. But it is like very social, um, you, you may not want to live completely in that ecosystem, but I think that they, as a, as a whole, that's a much better place to be for fitness than like Samsung or um, Wear OS, um, I, I think. But you, you could argue with me on that. The Samsung one does a little more um, uh, hardcore uh, features, you know, in terms of like its GPS, for instance, and stuff like, I mean, Fitbit doesn't have a new GPS watch. All of their stuff is, connected through phones. So hope that answers your question. Samsung Galaxy Watch Active probably would be the one I would go with. Just be aware that you got to hook in through a lot of Samsung apps to do it. But um, I think it's an interesting choice. But you never know if Google is going to like try to fix their Wear OS thing. I mean, that's why they call it an ecosystem. They want your loyalty. They want you to marry up across all platforms and every aspect of your life right down to the toilet. I wish I had like one really good answer for that question, but it's like, it is like a. No, that was a, that was an honest answer. And where can you go to try them all out? You still have to go to a store to really get that answer too, you know. Fitbit Versa is really cool. And they have the Fitbit Versa 2, which adds some, some stuff to it. It doesn't answer everything, but um, you can pick fun watch faces. Again, it's like in the $200 range, um, week of battery life, basically. So it has a lot of things going for it. Um, Yeah. Our very own Rich Peterson here on the video production staff, he's got a Fitbit Versa 2, and he's loving it so far. He's talked to me about it the other day. Yeah, it's and it gets notifications. It's like, don't expect a lot of deep, deep features, but it does more than you think. All right, we got just a few minutes left, so let's take a couple of rapid-fire questions. This one's a little bit out there, but I think it's going to be fun for you, Scott. Good luck. Do you think Samsung and Apple will come out with a, quote-unquote, automatic charging, such as those mid-range, high-end watches where it has automatic winding 
uh, propelled by kinetic energy, any movement from your body, and it doesn't require a battery. And in that note, let's talk a little bit more about the potential for alternative energy sources in Apple Watch specifically, because Will Barry says it would be cool if the watch could charge by your movements like the dumb fossil watch that he has, has no battery, and it's just wound up by just jogging around. I love this question. I like woke up. I just feel like I went from like being asleep to like really happy. And I love fielding this type of stuff. Very interesting question. I'm thinking about that a lot. I think about a company that I've been tracking past couple of years. Not that they are the answer, but they've been looking at one of the answers. Matrix, where they um, had this watch that they're supposed to have a second version of it that's not out yet that um, runs off body heat. So it's like a thermoelectrics company that is uh, harvesting... <laughs> Meaning, it's a harvest. Well, they're we called are, we're Matrix. talking about the Matrix. Yeah, yeah they literally <laughs> were inspired by the movie, which is a little creepy. But like, but other than that, they're uh, I think they're a pretty cool company. They, um, I met with them before. They they pull heat energy and convert it to electricity, but do it more efficiently than had been done in the past to power a basic pebble like watch. But there are other technologies too, like um, Garmin now has a solar powered fitness watch, uh, which I haven't tried out. But that technology has been in regular watches, kinetic as well. I think it's super interesting. I think it's going to start from the low end, meaning like if you ever see like the Amaze Fitbit or Pebble or like even Fitbit, like things that are not too power hungry, but as the technology gets more power efficient, companies like Apple and Samsung are driving a lot of power on those things. But you can see that they're all like that new, the new screen on this is trying to like cycle down and draw less power. If that gets low powered and they start developing ways to power it. I was just tweeting this morning about that. Like eventually self-powered would be great. I wonder how feasible it is. I don't think it's crazy. I think it would be, they probably have to rethink a new low power mode for these watches that would allow it to stay maybe in a hopefully longer, if not perpetual state down the road. I mean, that's, that's going to take probably a little while. But I think that's the goal because you don't want any chargers, I think, with these things. And I don't think that's an unreasonable request. That's going to be true for all wearable tech. Like you're talking about little sensors, a future of like we're going to have little things everywhere, city grids. That company, too, it, like, It's too much to charge everything. Yeah, right? the company like Matrix, like they're trying to figure out ways to do it in smart cities so you can have sensors that could draw uh, ambient temperature differences. Because how do you – literally now you have to like replace batteries and stuff in a lot of things, even in sensor grids. And that's like not a – that's a crazy forward path for this. Can I get your quick answer on something? Yeah. What do you think is the the upgrade life cycle now of the Apple Watch? Is it three years? What's a like? What's your gut telling you? Probably, I would say it's three years, maybe longer. You know, the limiting factor right now from people who have had them a long time. I mean, I kind of cycle out and test a lot of stuff, so I should be living longer with one particular thing. Um, I hear a lot of stories about breakage, about batteries. There's like know. natural wear and tear. like Yeah, breaking. and then servicing. I mean, they changed the service policy, I believe, this summer on the watch to make it a little better. But again, like a lot of their sealed products, like AirPods, it's an issue because battery life on AirPods starts to go two years in or earlier. What do you do? There's no replacement plan. It's like get a new pair. So that's a good question. I think what ends up happening the watch itself is probably perfectly fine if it kept working, but people find things where like the dis- they crack the display or the battery's going or You're something. Every day, yeah. You want Apple should be servicing these like you service a watch, and they don't do that yet. Hmm. So that's a really good point. I think that's 
something for them to listen to that they have these stores for, for a lot of their products. They need to, uh, be even more attuned to getting things to last longer. I mean, you could trade it in, but right. Like, right. Yeah. Also for like the good of length of devices in the planet, they, they're trying to figure out other ways to get our money anyhow through services. So it's like, you know, but uh, yeah, I think like that's a good question, but I'd say about three years, you don't really need to upgrade if you have a series, the series three is a great watch. So that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So yeah. it's a little bit of a selfish question. Cause I'm thinking if I do dive in, like how long, sorry for that whole like service yeah. thought, but like, yeah, series three is a great watch. I think at 199, that's a really good pickup. You're probably not going to miss other stuff. Um, series two, I think it, you might consider an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hear people using, I don't know if it's still happening. People using the original watch and we're going still sticking with it. Mm-hmm. All right, we got enough time for two left. Uh, Michael says, what would Google need to make a Pixel Watch competitive with the Apple Watch and the Galaxy Watch? Now, we have a Pixel event coming up in a couple of weeks. We do. And we have a lot of speculation about that so-called Pixel Watch that everybody wants to see happen. Yeah. I would like to see it, too, but we don't have any concrete evidence that it's going to. Scott, where do they have to focus to perform? Yeah, so I met with Google. I've been to Google I.O. the past number of years. I talked with Google's Wear OS team and uh, with Qualcomm about this too. I wrote a piece about it, not this year, but last, where they were talking about how Qualcomm and, and, and Google are working together. They were discussing where they want to go. There was a lot of talk about uh, possibilities of coaching. Um, I think you think about Google and you think about, uh, I think about ways, especially Pixel, they're pushing their AI and services. So as much as I think about hardware, it's Pixels, lifestyle. Yeah. Pic, well, it's also like pixels, computational photography mm. for the, for the, um, for the phone, for the watch. It could be coaching, pushing coaching is a real dead end on fitness wearables and nobody's really Fitbit has a premium service, but eventually Apple might do that too. Uh, so I would look for that. I would look for, um, Something that would just catch up and and set the status for what a new maybe always on displays and a and a better ecosystem. I see their strength them. as they have like always on, a, but like a better always on ecosystem. Yeah, I see their strength always with apps and like your everyday life to make it better with their hey Google and everything. So I would yeah. expect them to lean a little bit into like your everyday life, you know, style type. Type, yeah. We make your life better. Well, Google's more also, than just more than just one aspect. Yeah, yeah. They're so focused on Google, driving their Google services for all these products. And um, this thing about Soli, some of the tech that's in the Pixel Four, Jacquard. If you've been following their connected jackets, I bring it up because it's also kind of wearable tech. And one one thing from a piece I wrote, they're talking about how touch um, on the jacket is going to bring up new shortcuts for Google Assistant search. That that's new for Google Assistant. That usually it's voice based, but they're trying to have more shortcuts. Hmm. So I think about that for the watch. Like they could come up with a lot of cool ways you could program interesting ways to leap to functions. We'll start looking like baseball coaches. You know, tap tap, right. wave wave. And you could create like skills. <laughs> I'm sending an email. <laughs> you create your like assistant skills because Google Assistant's great. Set assistant skills on your watch. That that that's stuff that like that's next level interesting stuff that they could do versus like. Oh, swim tracking or some random, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, that's a lot of that stuff's been played out, but it's, yeah, exactly. Like, what am I using this for? Okay. And last question, closing thoughts uh, from our friend, Will Berry. Is there anything that you could, that you would add to the Apple watch? What would it be? 
easy because I just tweeted it this morning. <laughs> One freaking watch face store because I was waiting why, for you to say that. <laughs> why? Why? Why is there no? I've I've asked Apple about this a lot of times. Why is there no watch face store? I, not that. Just to get cool watch faces, curated, nicely designed, cool designers. They can bring whatever designers they want. So watch face store, that's in software. Longer battery life, which could bring sleep tracking. We're always going to want that, though. No, at some point, I swear, I will stop wanting it. If it's good. (laughs) The iPad, I stop wanting it. The iPad, I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. Even laptops, I'm like... There was a point where I was reviewing laptops like 10 years ago that was like, if it only had longer battery life. I don't feel that way anymore. Mm-hmm. So battery life and independence from the iPhone. Because you're talking about when can other people use it, but it's more than that. I don't even want to have a phone at all. I want to set that thing up. Also, because if you're talking about helping people out, like let's say you have someone who's like elderly, needs care. You want to give it someone as a health device. Mm-hmm. As you're, you're a nurse setting this up. How are you going to do that for somebody who's like 80? You, well, you're going to charge the thing every night. You're going to, it's a real problem right now. Like you can't charge every night. You're not going to wait to do updates on this. You need something that you can just get set up out of the box, put on someone's wrist and it can work. And to me, that's like that they need to get there if they want this to be for everyone. That pro- I think that is the mission, but it's probably going to be, that's like a, that's the, that's We're, the perfect future. We still have things we want on the iPhone, and it's like came out in 2007. So, you know, yeah, we're, we're talking like another five years, I think, to get to making that really work perfectly. Bridget, what's your wish list? Oh, I was thinking about the other day um, when we have all these events in general with like the watch and the phone, and, and they're like, I think we have new this and we have new that. I think how amazing would it be if they just came, came out on stage and said, hey, guys, Phone looks the same, but or laptop looks the same, but you will never get another swirly ball again. We have fixed errors, you know, like <laughs> like like let's just fix what we like, fix Wi-Fi, fix errors, like like fix the everyday experience instead of throwing, you know, we now can do zippity zoo. No, no, just you'll never get a crash again. I would be like, yes, thank you. <laughs> That's it. I will give you a thousand dollars. Remember when like a crash forced you to reboot? At least we're not in that world. Well, that still happens, actually. I'm now finding problems with, like, if my Verizon network is spotty, I have to turn it off and on again just to yeah. get something. Like, yeah. like, like that feels like I shouldn't be doing that anymore when we have all this magic we can do in the phone. So, you know what? Can you can you work on making it never crash again or something? That'd be awesome. That, like, that'd be my wish list. It's like <laughs> the five, basics. <laughs> I completely agree with you. 5G, it's like, okay, faster. I don't want faster. I want my, I want my damn commute to not have dead spots. I want mm-hmm. no more fake service bars where I get like the, oh, it's four, it's four bars. No, it's not. No, like it's nothing. Not. I get nothing and it's not working. And I mean, I keep I mean, resetting I, the, the we, antenna. We to, feel that a lot because we are in a crowded city. Right. So I'm obviously. That like a feeder bar. I'm but, always like, give but, me my, give me the internet. Give me the internet. But that's happened to me almost like daily. Yeah. Yeah. No errors. <laughs> Error <laughs> free. And then he just drops the mic, walks off stage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, if I to, was to contribute, I would say the one thing I would want on an Apple Watch is the laser function from GoldenEye. Um, I think that would be very uh, handy in my day-to-day life, and I would use it frequently. <laughs> <laughs> I want to melt things. That is awesome. Oh, wow. Well done. Well done. I, 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 don't, I don't think I want video chat. I'm going I'm to pull back on that desire. Why the heck would I want that? Hello. Yes. Great. 
Hey. Are you in the bathroom? <laughs> There's no way that that camera's ever flattering to anybody. Hey, Grandpa. No, it's great that you called me on my watch. That's awesome. I'm really, like, I'm always trying to escape communication now. Like, I don't want to, like, <laughs> I don't want to have another moment where I can connect with people on a TV or a watch. All right, we are out of time. In fact, way over time because, as always, Scott, you've contributed so much to the show. Thank you so much for all the hard work you've done the past week with your reviews. Uh, you've earned uh, a well-earned rest, so why don't you go have a cocktail? Sorry, we can't nap. track your rest, but <laughs> just you know, get sleep right here, though. That's fine. There's no tracking the sleep. <laughs> so, everybody, take care. Have a great evening. We'll see you tomorrow. Bridget, go ahead and take us home. Well, thank you again for all your questions. Let us know what you want to see more of in the show. If you want more contests, time with editors like Scott answering questions like we did today, we want to hear your feedback because... This is a new channel. We need your love. So spread the word. Throw us a like if this episode was helpful. And you can find us weekday mornings on YouTube, live, Periscope Live, CNET.com. And there's also the handy dandy audio podcast. I'm Bridget Carey. And I'm Scott Stein. Thanks for joining us.